Welcome into Sun Country. This is Short and Spooky, the podcast about anthology shows from the 80s, the 90s, and sometimes when? Sometimes from the early 2000s. The voice you just heard is Johnny the Junk Man. Yo. And I'm Tommy Trash. Trash Man. The Trash Man here. Uh, not queer. Not there's anything wrong with that, but we're very happy to be here. Um, so, yeah, welcome in. We're doing a very fun remote record. Uh, in our bubble, and we're back out in one of our favorite places. Sunny Alameda. Sunny Alameda. We're looking at the water. We're seeing people... Um, drowning. Drowning. Uh, no, people are, are paddle boarding by. Uh, it's kind of weird because California just kind of opened up a bit, so it's just strange seeing uh, people outside without masks on and stuff like that. But um, Yeah, John, how are you, bud? I'm doing great. Uh, we are doing a record with a guest today, which is always nice. Our executive producer. That's right. Our, our we'll e- wait a second to bring her in. Let's make her wait. Okay. Them wait. <laughs> yeah, don't want to give it up way up front. Um, I'm doing great. I'm doing very well. Um, is that enough time? Let's just bring her in. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's, let's catch up with each other. Okay. How have uh, you been? I've been doing good. I've just been doing uh, a lot of writing and just... How's the cartoon going? Going great. Let's go back some new footage. It looks fantastic. Um, How close are you to like getting a full episode going? I think we'll be done in a couple months. A couple months? Yeah. And then you're bringing me on to really pilot home, yeah? Yeah, sure. I will. <laughs> yeah, I love you, Tommy, but you are terrible with follow-through. Um, you don't know that. I do. I've asked you to write multiple times, and you've shown me nothing. You could. You don't know that. I could be. I've a- also asked you for money for hosting the podcast. You've paid me for two months over the last two plus years, um, and I've also asked you to make a drop. You've yet to make a drop. Um, I love you to death, Tom. But uh, your your drops are so exquisite, John. Sorry. I appreciate that. And the voice you're hearing is our executive producer, Miss Carrie. Hi, y'all. Ms. Carrie, I just wanted to tell you... Um, I host the podcast area. <laughs> yeah, you show up. Oh my gosh, we are uh, tiptoeing into some areas, y'all. So, uh, Ms. Carrie, I just want to tell you first and foremost, right off the bat, that a uh, close friend of mine and friend of the pod, Jenny, who you know... Yes! She listens to the podcast, and she told me just last night that she thinks you have one of the most sexy voices she has ever heard. That is so kind, because I was just telling the boys how when we were doing the check-throughs, I feel like my voice is very high and obnoxious when I hear it, but in my head it sounds like kind of low and like cool, so that's a very kind compliment, because I was actually feeling pretty insecure about it. No, you sound cool. Don't worry about it. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> Tom's got his phone out. Um, Tom, I know you like to uh, watch a little Asian porn while we record, but uh, now's not the time. I'm just Venmoing you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Relax, <boys. laughs> bro. How much was it? All right. I'm going to send you uh, 75 bucks at least right now. Here we go. All right. Um, oh, wait. I just typed 70. So I am so, so happy to have y'all here uh-huh. in Alameda at my place. Um, as the boys have shared, I do get to live on the water. And um, as we've been in lockdown quarantine, I'm just here by my lonesome. So having my boys here to entertain me, watch something a little spooky, a little short. That's right. Right up my alley. That's exactly what we do. Um, You know, (laughs) all right, you're right there, Tom. You've been paid. All right. Well, let's see. So uh, one year is 12 months, and at uh, 
$10 a month, that's $120. And we've been doing this for over two years. And in fact, if we want to really look at it, I got some news for you guys. We've recorded a lot of podcasts, but this one we're recording right now, which will air, will be number 100. <gasps> that's special. That's right. That's right. Number that's... 100. It's a big moment. $25 more than I said to you. <laughs> I wish I had gifts for I you guys. I haven't been able to work for wonderful. Listen, oh my gosh. I am not trying to bust your balls. You just did bust my <laughs> balls. <laughs> I was just uh, trying to elaborate. But yes, the uh, cartoon, now that you asked, is going very well. It's very exciting. And uh, I'm actually going to be recording some dialogue, uh, some additional dialogue I have to do uh, tomorrow. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. I can't wait to uh, see the finished product and uh, put it out there. It's been... Uh, Good times, good times. Well, what I've seen, I've very much enjoyed, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Nice. Yeah, I think I actually showed you the most recent clip. Uh, yeah, it's it's exciting. This is exciting times. Whatever. So, uh, yeah. We got salty pants over here. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so, uh, we always like to catch up with our guest. Um, uh, Ms. Curie, uh, before we started recording, you mentioned you had a supernatural occurrence that happened recently? Yes, you guys. Okay, so... We'd love to hear about it. As our listeners might recall, I live in a, uh, gosh, 140-plus-year-old place. Um, very historic. Lots of energy. Lots of spirits. I've always been aware of it. Lady who owns the place has made me aware of that other people who've lived here have also felt these um, people and spirits, ghosts, whatever have you. So a couple weeks ago... I was waking up, and you know when you're in that place when you like, you're real sleepy, you're not sure if you want to get up yet, you know, so you're kind of in that real like soft place. I haven't looked at my phone yet, right? If you feel my dog is warm on me, and I'm still in my head just trying to figure out like, do I want to wake up or not, right? And all of a sudden, I get overwhelmed with this like warm feeling from like my head, and it was cold, like it's, it's cold in the mornings, right? All of a sudden, I get warm from like my head, like down, like, like dreading down my body, and I hear inside my head, right? So it's not an outside voice, it's not like a schizophrenic voice, it's a, you know, inside voice, but my inside voice is normally a female voice, right? Like that's how you think. It was a male voice, it was a male voice I've never heard before, and it just said, thank you. And with the warmth, I knew that he was thanking me for all of my energetic work. He was thanking me for my Reiki, for all the things that I do to help myself, my meditation, burning the sage, all the things that I do to make this place energetically sound that I was being thanked, like I could feel the spirit thanking me. And so anyhow, I know it's woo. I know yeah. it's weird. I'm super spiritual. I'm super in touch with the stuff. Very new so. agey, but uh, you are who you are unapologetic about it, and uh, we wouldn't have it any other way. I feel this shit. I know. So you're you're saying that you believe that a uh, spirit uh, was thanking you for the 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 energy the work that I do. Yes, out? the energy work that I do in here, just how I make it, like the type of home that I have, um, my doing my meditation work, all the different things that I'm doing, and especially right now, I'm doing a lot of energy work, doing a lot of cleansing, uh, lots of full moon things. I mean, just yeah, lots of witchy cool things are going on in here, and I could just feel. I knew it. I knew it. Like how when you're in a dream and you know that you know something, even though in real life you don't know it, you just know it in the context of the dream. Mm -hmm. It was like that feeling, like kind of that sleepiness of. But like, it felt. Different from a dream. Yes, because I'm awake. Like, I'm awake. I'm thinking about, do I wake up right now? Like, I can feel Fiona's warm on me, right? I can feel it's cold in my bed. And then I felt the warmth, like, this warmth wave from, like, starting from my head down. And then this voice from inside my head that I've never heard before, just, thank you. A male voice, thank you. And and I knew what he was thanking me for. And 
Weird. Yeah. And that was the first uh, supernatural thing you ever experienced in this apartment? No, I've experienced other weird things, but they were like, you know, things being open, things knocked over, um, you know, when the animals are in the room with me, so I knew they couldn't be them, windows are closed. Like, there was other weird little things that happened, but they were like normal, weird things that you could kind of excuse or not really think much of. That, that sounds, was so sounds weirder than hearing a voice, right? This is every single tenant has been in here has had these stories. Oh, okay. Every single tenant, like that's mm. the lady who owned the place that is. Everyone's had some sort of experience um, here. It's wow. on the water too. I feel like there's like a very common um, denominator with water and, and spooky things. Yeah. And I mean, just the years in and of itself, the history. We are in Alameda. Hey, bud. Home of uh, home of the USS Hornet. Yeah. Hey, bud. The uh, most haunted. The uh, big sniff's favorite place to go. Yeah, yeah. That's the um, battleship down Do, at the base. Don't you oh. think? Don't you think it's kind of funny how this is I'm not discrediting you or anything like that, but like I just like to think that like ghosts have like a like a limited um, list of things they can actually fuck with. They're like, yeah, you can you can open up a cabinet, but you can't like fucking, you know, stab someone or anything. It's like they're very much like, yeah, you can knock over a salt shaker. But that's about it. That's all you can do for one day. You have a quota or of things you can do. So what I'd like to say to that is think about what we have limits to what we can do in our bodies and in where we are now, right? And we don't understand what has come or what will come or what shall be, right? And so what they are able to do in their body being existence is going to be different than what we can because we have a different body being existence, right? Yeah. Hmm. 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 I don't know. I always love hearing about supernatural shit. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate your support, John. I appreciate your skepticism, Tom. <laughs> and listeners, feel free to chime in. Back me up here with your supernatural experiences as well. We still, I, I still have not heard about uh, a coworker of, eyes, uh, of ours um, supernatural story. That's someone that you directly work with in your department. Aliens. I, I don't know who you're what you're talking about. Can, can we bleep the, the name? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Didn't she? Didn't you tell me she had like a supernatural story? No. Oh, someone else. Then. <laughs> All right, I'll bleep that. Please do not. Okay, I will. Um, but yeah, so uh, everything is you know creepy over here. I, I've never felt. I've, I've slept over on your couch once or twice with uh, with friend the podcast Taylor. Um, who messaged me? He messaged me love. yesterday too. He messaged me yesterday too. A couple uh, he, a couple days ago, he sent me a book. Let's check the. D Wait, he loves you more then. Yeah, of course. <gasps> Why does everyone love you more? Well, apparently, I, because I don't follow through on things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go in today. You're getting the truth. <laughs> Is it you're going deep? The, you're getting the truth real deep man today. Um, but yeah, that all. That being said. <laughs> Um, anything else you want to touch on before you've been watching anything? I, oh, I just watched, um, actually, can I do my pick of the week? Can I do mine then too? Cause I've been watching something dope. All yeah. right. Uh, so for those, uh, new listeners who aren't a shorty or spooky yet, uh, we like to do a little segment on our show where we recommend things that have been getting us through the most recent week. You know, during quarantine, these can be a little tricky. You know, it's easy to get kind of down and depressed. So we like to uh, find things that we celebrate that have been getting us through it, and we call it our picks of the week. So, uh, Tom, let's hear your pick of the week. 
Um, mine is going to be a, a Korean flick uh, I just saw called uh-huh. Um It's called uh, Hashtag Stay Alive. Oh, I've heard of that, actually. It's a zombie flick. And uh, it's, it's a, I like it's, zombies. It's, it's a really, really interesting take on um, the zombie genre. And it's, again, it's directed by this really awesome Korean director. Um, and if you don't mind subtitles, which you shouldn't because they're, they're fine. But um, basically, it's uh, without ruining his story... There's a, a zombie outbreak happens, and this one dude is like uh, stuck up in his apartment without, you know, like trapped in his apartment, and then he's about to kill himself. And then across the way, there's a, a girl like signals him, and they can't like speak anything to each other because if you say anything out loud when you're like on your balcony, the, the zombies will come after you. So it's this really interesting thing where there's like not a lot of dialogue to start the movie. For most of the movie, actually, it's really, really, really good. I, I recommend 100%. It's awesome. Sorry about that. Our uh, oh, executive producer, Miss Kiri, said she uh, had her phone on airplane oh, mode. Shit. My phone is on airplane mode. That's an alarm for my meditation group, my daily meditation group that I'm missing right now to be here with you people. Wow, you people. Um, what do you mean by that? But no, that that I watched it the, the other morning. And I thought it was a really, really fantastic movie. Um, That's in my queue on Shudder. It is. It's also on Netflix, too. Oh, nice. Um, so we check it out. Uh, I also heard uh, The Train from... Uh, Busan. Busan is really good, too, as well. It's from good. Taylor, a friend of the podcast, Taylor. I enjoy it, I've, but I think we've all seen zombie movies where zombies run. I've never seen a zombie movie where zombies have mad hops. These and ones can climb. In, these in zombies this movie. are all over the place. It's kind of cool. It's like a horror movie, but it's not. Actually, it's more like an action movie. But it's it's a good watch. And they made worth a sequel. watching. Yeah, definitely. Watch okay, it. cool. Watch it. Well, that was my pick of the week. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Miss Curie, you're next in line. Why don't you go ahead and uh, for what? Pick of the week. Well, my pick of the week is. Also coming, well, actually, mine's coming from Amazon. I recently saw an awesome show, or I'm sorry, not show, movie, Bliss. It has Salma Hayek and yes. Owen. Yes, love it already. Um, oh, yeah, I'm into it. I know, right? She's so delectable. I literally am Googling her age because I just want to know, like, she's how much longer 50s. can I be fuckable? You know, like, she is so solidly uh, well, as attractive a, as now. Latina is right? Saying. Exactly. Mm. She's a good measure. I mean, you know, it's something to aspire to. But the movie, sorry, sorry, yes, yes, yes. Selma is delightful, so sorry. Uh, I really hope I'm not uh, marginalizing or sexualizing our, uh, her. The show was fantastic. The movie was fantastic. Um, it was really interesting, dysutopian, sci-fi, not really sure what's going on, totally up my alley. Highly recommend it. Yeah, what's we it were, called? Bliss. Bliss. I am still thinking about it. I watched this like two days ago. I am still thinking about we, it. We were talking about this one as I was here for the Super Bowl, because um, we were talking about we were being grossos and looking at things. And then we saw the tattoos on her that she got for her bliss. And you were like, this is a really good, a really good show. So <laughs> like, we're being grossos. Yeah. Don't let the girlness fool you. Yeah. I'm a bro. Great. All right, Johnny. So, you- uh, so, the, so bliss is your pick of the week. Very That's nice. Very like nice. It. All right. Little claps, little claps. I love it. Great. Um, Hey, Let's get the uh, let's get down into the meat of this episode. Totally, fuck me. Who wants to hear my pick of the week? I, I was gonna say that. What no, about you've already, John? I, you've already talked shit to me, so I'm 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 in the uh, I'm in East Coast mode, baby. No, I'm just I was just giving you a hard time, John. I want to hear what your is pick of the week. <laughs> we still got that. All right, so um, 
for those regular listeners, you know that me and Tom love a little cartoon called uh, Regular Show. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Oh! That's right. Uh, produced and created by J.G. Quintel. Uh, he has a new television show. I've seen ads. It's on HBO Max or HBO Go, uh, if you got one of those. And it's uh, called Close Enough, and it is basically exactly like a regular show, but instead of having like a blue jay and a raccoon work at a park, it is a uh, married couple who have a kid, and uh, it's kind of grounded in reality. But they get into really far out crazy situations, and everything escalates super quick. And it's pretty fun. I like it a lot. It's uh, funny, and uh, I would recommend it highly if you awesome. have the streaming service. Qu- Quintel is awesome. He he um, he, he voices to... it again, so it's just like having um, Mordecai in Rigby. Yeah. Um, he he actually went to. We actually used to work with you and I together. We used to work with the guy who went to um, college with him. No shit. Yeah. Uh, you very briefly. You you went to a different branch at that point. Um, but we went to, uh, we worked with the guy who went to school with him, um, and he didn't speak too her- terribly high of him, but I think this kid was kind of like one of those bitter kind of, I didn't make it through art school or film school kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever, what, what I've learned is he's, he's actually a freaking awesome dude. I mean, but great pick, pick of the week. week. <laughs> All right, party people, all you shorties and spookies out there, uh, let's get into it. Let us do what we are here to do. I know Miss Key is ready, locked and loaded. Chomping at the bit. Um, so here, let me let me bring us into what we're doing today. We're doing um, we're doing amazing stories. Um, we're doing season one, episode thirteen, called "The Sitter." Uh, Miss Carrie and I actually watched this together on Super Bowl, after Super Bowl Sunday, or on Super Bowl Sunday, so to speak. Uh, this came out on January 5th, 1986. Right on. So I would I be... Was, you would be just uh, about <laughs> two years old, almost? I'd be in my mommy's belly. Where are you at? Oh, I'm in my dad's dick. <laughs> oh, you're not even made yet? No, oh, I'm, I'm born, uh... Nine months and two weeks after the first of January. So, oh, I probably Wait. was just pumped into my mom. Yeah, I think you were. All right, whippersnappers. Uh, I get it. I'm old man. Great yeah. Bush. Got it. We get this. Um, so, yeah, we so um, we picked this episode out together when we were hanging out. Is, we being Tom and Kiri. Um, uh, do you want to do... Uh, sorry, before we get into it, do you want to do uh, drinking game rules? Absolutely. Yes! All right, Carrie, you're the guest. Why don't you uh, hit us with some of your drinking game rules? Okay, honestly, you guys, I enjoyed this so much, and I don't want to give too much away, but there was one actor in particular that just stole my heart, Mm -hmm. and I really just enjoyed the bejesus out of him. Okay. But I just, I, I, can I say? Go for it. Baby Seth Green, OMG. Did he not play the most beautiful, tiny little sociopath you've ever seen? BSG. Oh, baby Seth Green. That's so funny because in my notes, actually, that's, that is BSG was the shorthand for it. So do you have a drinking game rule? <sighs> no, I just really loved him. And every time he would do something obnoxious and terrible, I just screeched excitedly. Is that one of your rules? Every time you screech excitedly? Yeah. No. Oh, we should make that a rule. Tom, what you got? Um, every time there's a new babysitter, um, every time, um, Miss Jennifer is smoking, (laughs) 
Uh, and then this one's kind of tricky because it's going to be often, but every time the mom is just distressed, like l running around looking for shit or just being like completely out of her element and questioning why she, uh, why she fought in court for fucking <laughs> the custody, custody of her kids. Because she mentioned that at least once, <laughs> y'all. She does. Mm. I'm like, you could, like you, you could have been a single mom just getting dicked down and not having to do all those bullshit. Probably getting a settlement from the mom, from the dad. I'm sorry. But like, did you guys catch it? She's straight up like, go up, live up the hill with your daddy, right? And yeah. the kids were like, mm, staring in their laps. Like, dad don't want them. That's sun country, baby. Mm. What happens in sun country stays in sun so, country. Okay. What's, can we start getting into it? Let's get into yeah, it. Yeah, fuck me. Who wants to hear my drinking game rules, right? Tom, you're so considerate. Uh, so my drinking game rules are um, every time you see hair rollers. Oh, yeah. there's Every time you especially have. Especially when they're, they're like only like one on the top and one on the side. Keep yeah. going. Keep going. Every Listen. time there's a uh, fake plastic weapon. Mm. And every time Miss Jennifer calls herself Miss Jennifer. Well, those are good. All right. Very and good. Uh, for those listening, you know, choose the ones you want and uh, drink responsibly. That's right. And Hydrate. Have fun. I'm going to be squealing a lot for BSG, so I would say definitely drink with my roll. Okay. So every time Miss Kiri squeals. It's, it's going to be a lot. I adore him. All right. Awesome. So let's get into it. So first things first, I would love to talk about where we all watch this, because I watch this streaming off the NBC website. They have them all on there, and uh, the way they offer this is on uh, the streaming service, and they have uh, ads put into it. And I texted Tom about this last night. I was like, did you watch it where I watched it? Because while I was watching it, there was an ad for a company called Tommy John. <gasps> I'm obsessed with it. Tommy John. A, you know what you it also go, it is? You can go to Tommy wait, John. Wait, wait, wait. Let, let's, let, let's, what do you think this company is? Okay, so. Tommy John. So, uh, Tommy John. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. It's so, a kind wait. of like male um, soap. You're so um, far away from it. You're so it's marketed far away. for boys. Nope. Hold up. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> so it is one word. Tommy. T-O-M-M-Y. Uh -huh. John. J-O-H-N. Unlike me. Fuck it up. And they own the domain TommyJohn.com. But with the H. Yes. We don't want that shit. No. And I'm just saying that so you to illustrate how big of a company or this place is, whatever, they probably bought it. So you think that it's a male... Like a male-branded soap or like boy hygiene type stuff. Like boy underwear or something like couldn't boy stuff. Couldn't be farther stuff. from... Like, what, is be farther. what is it? What is it? It is a company that makes bras. And that is a ship-to-your-house bra service. So the viewers can't see my face right now. <laughs> Maybe y'all could describe what's going on. It is on very here? confused. Yeah, there's very there's a lot of confusion going on. Uh, it it um it's not surprising to my, in my opinion though. Tommy John sounds like something out of like a Seinfeld episode. No, the last pair <laughs> of chonies I got, the last pair of chonies that I ordered was from Man's a company ear. called Adore Me. Right, like that's a girl underwear brand. You know what I'm saying? Mm. No one knows more about um, men's. Uh, women's breasts. Oh, <laughs> no one knows more about women's breasts than Tom and John, okay? Um, what except a, for maybe Freudian someone who's owned some right for there. decades. I don't know. About dudes' dicks. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows enough about dudes. I mean, women's. See, because I feel like you I don't know, know, I don't know as much about dicks as you guys do. Like, you guys don't know as much about boobs as I do. Oh, I know so much about So, Sarah and Jane, cock sleeves is not really a smart endeavor. Cock sleeve? <laughs> just 
<laughs> Where are we? What is going on? All right, never mind. All right, we'll cut this. So we watched it on YouTube. Wonderful. Yeah. And we watched it, it yeah. and it, it had the, one of those like kind Middle, of mini three screen. quarter, three quarter yeah. screens. It was chill. Um, but I watched next it this time morning. Watch it, I'll... watch it on NBC. They got it high def. It's great. Well, I was on my, my uh, hammock over the yeah. water, you know, in the sunshine, living my best life. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Um, so, yeah, we, we let's, let's get into the episode. Let's it, do it. It, uh, it starts out with um, a family, uh, a single mother moving in with their two shithead little kids. Uh, and Rambunctious boys. Devious, I would say. <laughs> I'll take devious. Um, it, but I love to, you know, like these people are moving in uh, these things and like they have like a pink couch and they just like put it outside. They don't even like actually put it into the house. And then the, the littlest kid is just carrying uh, a waffle maker, like a waffle oh, machine. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, did you just like throw that in the fucking back of the truck? Or, like that would go in a box. Apparently, there's many boxes of kitchen items, but yes. that one didn't make it inside of it. So just catch- real quick, real quick. You know who that other kid was, right? No. He was um uh from, was he from uh, Boy Meets World? No. Who is he? He's from a little movie that you know that I love called Harry and the Hendersons. Oh my God, he is the kid. As soon as I saw him, I got super excited, not sexually. And, <laughs> and I was caveat. And I was like, I love this kid. He's so fucking like cute and quirky and funny. And uh, I don't know if this plays any part in the episode, but it seems I don't know if it's coincidental or not. Did you catch the name of the moving company? Yes, I did. Creative. No, no, it's JAMA, J-A-M-A. JAMA, right, Creative Moving was their little slogan underneath yeah. it. and I was wondering if that was supposed to be Jamaica? Well, okay, so because I had two thoughts of that, on, right? Man. First of all, I had the first thought of the JAMA, right, from Jamaica, but then also I was like, what's creative about it? It kind of gave me like a mystical, like curious type feeling. Um, so, so I, I kind of like, at first I was like, what the heck? But then I enjoyed that. And so it looked like they they had like a couch, um, a waffle maker, and then... A couple boxes, because like those those movers are like, all right, peace <laughs> out. Like she's like, all these boxes are filled with kids' toys. I sleep in an empty room on the floor. That um, pink couch was like so '80s vibes. It just like. Did you catch like behind the couch? There was like a weird little room, like a solarium or something yep. like that. No, I had like a oh, glass door. It was like a, a ceramic. Cactus. Did you see the cactus in there? Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. A ceramic cactus. It was not it, a real. It was cactus. the classic <laughs> cactus where it looked like. Like something like that, like like you can't see me as listeners. Tom but. has one arm up, like, and the other one on his heart, like he's doing like the Pledge of Allegiance or something. It was, um, I mean, that's lot thirty-seven, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they have just moved to uh, Sun Country, which is uh, Tom's reference earlier in the episode. Um, and the kids are not happy. The kids' names are Lance, played by South Green, Woo! and Dennis, played by uh, uh, as a drink, Harry as a drink, the, Harry and the Henderson kid. Oh shit, I'm sorry, my drink's making noises. Sorry, listeners, that's the vodka tonic. <laughs> Did you Tomic. say Tomic? Yeah, yeah. Tommy, get it? Tomic. I'm trying to make John mad, that's all. Um, and so, yeah, uh, also, okay, so when they're moving in, uh, is it the oldest son who is pretending to be dead? Yes, on the ground. That's baby Seth Green's on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the mom's like trying to pick him up and he's just like, yeah. like, like playing like a corpse and just like being like, nope. Mm-hmm. I'm like, 
that's casual. Like, and the 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 movers are like, all right, whatever. <laughs> See you. Go. Like, we are out of here. I love how um, uh, uh, Lance, the Seth Green character, um, says to his younger brother when his younger brother is like giving his mom a hard time. He goes. Ugh. Learn how to handle women. John, get out of my notes. That's the second note you've stolen from me. Look at that. Right there. Moving van note. And then you just stole that one. Learn how to handle women. Quote, unquote. All right. Well, go ahead and spit them. Well, I want to. Because you know what? Seth Green has played the same character for decades. And I'm pretty sure his character from Can't Hardly Wait also said something, a similar statement. Mm, Great movie. About what? Uh, You need to learn how to handle women. Yes. I think that's true. Yes. That precocious... Is the mom not high out of her mind the entire time? She's got to be pilled out. She's pilled out. Of pilled me. to the gills? What do you, I think she's a prostitute. Tom! <laughs> I'm dead serious. What evidence have you? She doesn't ever specify what she's doing for work. Okay, what kid knows what their mother does? Okay, get that, fine. But she's always, she needs to have a, um, a, 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 babysitter every day where you would if you had like a, a, a nut, she's like a, a single mother but wouldn't you have like a, a, a you know a, a daycare center that you were dropping your kids at yeah if I'd lived someplace for a while and was established I would she just moved to town thank you John oh I, I strongly disagree <laughs> no man keep coming to let's go let's go no okay I got no. I got mom's back all right um and the only reason she wanted she's like to think I fought for custody for these kids yeah, okay, so I have oh, mom's oh, back until oh, it comes to parenting because, you know kid, what, she does not set limits, she does not follow through, and that is not appropriate. That not kid is going to be talking about this in therapy I know, in 20 right? years. Hey, make me that money, honey. All right, so we get our first uh, we get our first uh, babysitter, mm-hmm. and Patty. Uh, this one doesn't last long. Mm-hmm. No, Patty, the, um, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You, you, you. Patty, I'm the somehow lady. on a babysitter's budget. <laughs> get out of my notes. <laughs> All right, Miss Curie, you want to take us through what happens? Yeah, please take us through. So the boys have this new babysitter, and she is a dish and a half. Like we're talking <laughs> like that teenage blonde babysitter that you wish that you had, right? Thick, gorgeous hair. Boys, you know they're playing with her hair, being little boys and shit. Like, oh, we like your hair. You so it's not cute, just right? Thick, it's also I found this long. Creepy. It is long. You're I found right. this really creepy, right? But at the same time, I knew there was something a brewing. They're like, oh, we like your hair. We like your hair. Next thing you know, she's running out the house, straight like bald, cut off her little hair, hops in this fancy ass, nice ass red convertible, and I. I just want to know, how'd you get those fees, girl? How are you getting that money? Now, if anyone's a prostitute, I'm voting for her. So, uh, the hair guys... touching scene to me is so creepy. I don't know about you guys, but Have I think... Have you never babysitted a child? Kids are always playing with your hair when you're babysitting with them. I've never babysat a kid that wasn't playing with my hair, a boy or a girl. Okay. But... It's illuminating. Uh, we're getting a new perspective on the situation. I was going to say... Um, you guys don't have pretty hair. You don't know. I was going to say that I think long hair is... Gross. It reminds me of a horse's tail. Yep. No, and it, especially it, hers because it has like the multiple uh, braids that yeah. go down it. It's, yeah. It's, and, and like, as someone who grew up with like horses on a farm, <laughs> it reminds me of like when I have to like fucking change those you things. You too? Like, you guys are blowing my mind right now because girls are told that boys like long hair, boys like long hair. Oh, you guys no, are no, blowing no. my wait, mind wait, right wait. now. Wait, I like long hair. I don't like that, like, single braid long hair. Like, give me some long curls to the side, but don't give me that fucking, like... Oh, so I can't put it out of my hair, like, out of my face where it's comfortable for me. I need to have it down in the way. No, I'm telling you, like, if you want to have it... I'm saying... You know what, Tom? Take a break. I'm bailing out. I'm bailing out right now. Tap in, John. All right. 
I'm bailing if out. If you're a girl with hair longer than two feet, get the fuck out of here. <gasps> Unfortunately, tea. listeners, he is hot enough to say something like that. <clears throat> I'm just saying it's not my I'm cup not. of tea, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so, uh, yeah, Patty has her hair cut off. She fucking hits the bricks, and uh, we meet our second babysitter. Uh, her name is Miss Abbott. Yeah, she doesn't do she doesn't do too well, hey? No, Miss Abbott, you know, she's, she's looking for those boys. They're not going to give her that healthy helping of Duff. She's a... <laughs> Which, by the way, is the Simpsons beer brand. Did you guys catch that? Duff? Yeah, she says that. What? That the boys are going to give her a healthy helping of Duff. Oh, it's not Guff? No, it's I'm pretty sure I it's Duff. I thought it was Guff. I thought it was Duff. I don't, well, well, who brings a dog to a, a baby? I, so, yeah. I, do, I would. Miss, Miss Abbott is a stern older lady, and she has her uh, little lap dog with her. And uh, the boys are getting excited right away because they know that they're going to give this chick hell. Woman. All right. This... Oh, baby Seth Green. He just brings that sociopath energy. I, oh, oh, drink, just drink. Let's all drink. And then she threatens violence, too. She's also like, if y'all, like, come up, I'm going to come at you. you yeah, know? exactly. And uh, the the boys have a, a plan. Uh, I don't know how they have this information, but they know that there's a Doberman next door. Yeah, this kid is, the kid, like, the, the shitty, not Seth Green one is, like, Poindexter meets Dennis the Menace, basically. That's funny you say that. His name is Dennis. Oh, well, fuck him. <laughs> he sucks. He's, okay, I will... His acting was fucking awful. Whose? Dennis, the, the, the little shitty one? No, he played the derpy little brother. You kidding me? It literally looked like someone is like off screen is holding a fucking lineup being like, say this one sentence. There's one scene... Where I think he fucking shines. And we'll get to it when we get to it. When we get to it, John, I just want you to know, I I'm agree gonna, with you. I'm going to see myself out. I love... As soon as this fucking episode's done, I'm I, out of here. I'm I am biased, though. Home. Like I said, I love uh, I love Harry and the Henderson, so maybe my perspective is a little skewed. Um, um, so we, we we get this... Uh, this The older lady lawyer gets fucking bamboozled by all of them. Lawyer? I'm sorry, lawyer. I'm sorry. She... The babies. So this babysitter talks about how she's gonna call her lawyer, mm -hmm. and I thought that was funny because I'm like, if you're a babysitter and you have a lawyer like already on, you know, ready to go, like you clearly are probably not a good lawyer. So, so yeah, that part actually. So three parts of this episode made me laugh, but you you missed a part. So basically, they call over the neighbor's Doberman pincher to scare the shit out of her, and then they do this little scene, which is great, where they basically take a bunch of laxative chocolates, boil it down into a hot cocoa. <laughs> Choclax. Chocolax. And they give it to her, and it goes from her drinking this laxative hot cocoa, and then, like, kind of being a little distressed, and then immediately smash cut to her being taken out of the house on, like, a gurney, like, by, like, the fucking EMTs. <laughs> yeah, she's like, my lawyer's going to hear, hear about that. What I thought was interesting is that in all the years that I was a nanny and babysitting for kids, kids come up with concoctions that they want to feed you, right? So they're like, oh, this is a pie. It's a mud pie. Like, oh, this is a thing of cereal. There's like freaking gummy worms and beans and all kinds of weird stuff. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So like, I feel like as a babysitter, typically you have a second <clears throat> layer of 
filter um, and accepting gifts from children. Mm -hmm. And I, I just call BS on it. Yeah, well, you wouldn't let you wouldn't let your dogs like go with some strangers to your the neighbor's house after that. Um, have no I ever way. even let you, my beloved friend, take my dog without me? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> when have you ever had Fiona without me? I've walked your dog many times. No, you've not. Yes, I have. No, you've not. Yeah, I have. No, you've not. Yeah, yeah. No, you've not. Yeah, yeah. No, you've not. Mm -hmm. You have not. Mm -hmm. No, you've not. I just did right now. You didn't. You weren't even looking. I'm over your lying ass, John. Okay. So, uh, the next, uh, uh, babysitter in line, of course, the mom is running through the phone book. She can't find, uh, you know, a sitter to like watch the kids cause they're total hellions and, uh, words getting out quick in sun country. So the next one, uh, with that she finally gets to come to the house is a, uh, Jamaican woman and, uh, Oh, Miss Jennifer. That's right. Her name is Miss Jennifer. Uh, and every time she says her name, take a drink. Uh, she shows up and she's smoking a blunt. She's smoking a blunt. She's smoking something that allows her to handle terrible children. And as somebody who handles terrible, terrible children for a living, you have to smoke things sometimes. Was this when we said, oh shit, maybe? I don't remember. We, well, I think, okay, so for those listening, uh, just to give you guys a little context, when uh, Tom and Carrie were watching this episode, Tom relayed to me that um, there was a point during the episode where they both exclaimed, oh shit, simultaneously, but now they can't really remember <laughs> what they said it about. It was, it was, it was after so the good. Super Bowl, okay? We were feeling good. Okay. That's fair. Um, I think I have an idea of when it might be, and uh, we'll bring it up when we get to it, but... I think that's so funny that because this woman's Jamaican and we've come to find out that she is uh, follows like Rastafarian, uh, you know, belief system. And, you know, they smoke a lot of uh, ganja and she's smoking throughout the entire episode. And I'm just saying if she's smoking a blunt or she's smoking weed or a joint or whatever you want to say, split. even as a cigarette, I think it's so funny that like to roll into a house, to roll into your fir your first job. Like, imagine, but also this is how desperate the mother is. Um, yeah, my point I was making before was like, why not just enroll them in daycare? But I guess to your points, like, uh, um, I guess they just, you know, they just moved to a new place. You don't, you don't have, you know, you gotta have some ins and outs with the getting the kids in there. Um, in and outs with kids. Okay. But they, they immediately, they immediately, uh, they immediately try to pull a prank on Miss Jennifer. Yeah. They, who, they love it. They love pulling pranks on uh, babysitters. It's their bread and butter. Yeah. At one point. Oh, I'll bring it up later, but, um, yeah, so they try and pull, I, it looks like a KFC bucket of water. It is a KFC bucket. Is it really? Well, it is. And what I think is really interesting is that these boys are going after, like, the deep-seated things for these women. So, like, Babysitter One, right, her long hair that she's grown, that she's obviously, like, taken care of. For girls, your long hair is your treasure, right? Boom. Second lady, your dog, precious puppy, right? Then oh, good point. Right? Then this third one, well, culturally, right? So I'm a woman of color. Um, but for many women of color, especially black women, having a bucket of water on your hair, unacceptable, intolerable, absolutely, like, beyond a fuck up of your day. So mm. uh, what I noticed is that what they did to each babysitter was like somehow they reached in, yeah, they reached into the guts and the like souls of these people and like what's going to hurt you the most. Yeah, mm. I, I wrote True professionals, that, really. My, my next thing was I wrote down little racist kids. They're like it, it, and eventually, you know, like so what happens is they they try and do the, like the classic water bucket on the top of the door prank. Mm -hmm. And when she walks in, 
uh, it starts to drop and then the water freezes and then midair, midair, mid fucking air, and then the those two kids run over and they get the little one gets fucking dosed. Uh, Seth Green does, but then when they go back to him, Seth Green's hair is completely dry. Oh yeah, like, like can you imagine was, what that ginger mop would look like red though? <laughs> I actually wow. thought about implementing in. Oh no! Wait, never mind. Well, you're gonna talk about your own ginger mop? No, I'm. I don't. I'm. I'm a brunette. <laughs> I'm a brunette, baby. You uh, are a red beard. That beard. Is... You are a red beard, my friend. Uh huh. That's not red right there, baby. I'm brunette. You've seen pictures. You know me when I had a full head of hair. I'm looking at a red beard. Is what I'm looking at. Your red beard doesn't mean ginger, though. I'm looking at a ginger beard. All I right, have everybody. A rockin' sunset. All right, fucking. Call off your dogs. <laughs> Fiona, here. All right. Uh, so, yeah, they drop a bot, uh, excuse me, a uh, KFC pail of water on her head. But she stops it halfway, and then they get dumped on. And, and then uh, this is where you start to realize what's going to kind of play out with the, the rest of the episode. This yeah, Miss Jennifer, like, she gives a little exposition about who she is. She says she comes from the islands uh, where everybody sings songs and dances. I would love to go to those islands. Oh, I'm sure it's a fucking blast, dude. You just fucking smoke weed all day and dance and sing. Yeah. It's basically hanging um, out of my house. <laughs> well, so so she starts singing, and the words that she sings is, sing for joy for jaw. And, Which is God. Yes, I understand that. It's the, uh, I didn't know if you knew that. It's the Jamaican you know, thing uh, there. But as a child, watching this first thing she sings, and then she sings something later... And both of them are so, like, obtuse and unexplained that as a kid, if I watched this, I would have no clue what the hell was happening or what she was talking about. They they don't explain what jaw is. They don't explain... But I also Later feel like on. they don't have to. Like for a lot of it, if even even if you notice, there's a point where she starts laughing at them, like, "Oh, you guys aren't gonna pull one over on me, right?" And she, the way that she laughs, it's, it's like when you're an adult and you're laughing, you've got inside jokes with yourself and you're dealing with kids. Uh-huh. So I work with children. So like all the time, I got all these little inside jokes in my head, and I'll say something to them. They don't get it. It goes right over their head. But me, I'm like, <laughs> so you're playing to your head. own audience. Absolutely, you got to keep entertained somehow. Their bedroom, by the way, was dope as fuck. I have in my notes right here: bedroom sick, Madonna shirt sick, Madonna shirt <gasps> sick. Is he not rocking the Visco girl outfit? He just needs a scrunchie. Yeah, um, and they also have the um, the the tundra, like the. It, that's like the thing that you pull. So it's a it's a bunk bed. Oh yeah, Sick and then you have the beds. the thing that pulls out from underneath the bunk bed, trundle which is a, third, bed? a trundle, no, 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 trundle. Yeah, yeah trundle. My, my apologies. Yeah. Um, and I also got really annoyed at one point though when um, I think the it's the shitty little brother I don't like is wearing <laughs> his shoes in bed like when they're on the top bunk, like they're hanging out there when she comes in and talks to them. Uh-huh. And I was like, this kid's wearing shoes in bed that's so disgusting, that's so fucking On the foul. top bunk? Yeah. Whoa, that, that's a lot of steps to make to not take off your shoes. Yeah, the, no pun intended. Yeah, of course. These kids disgusting. are little rascals. Come on now. Yeah, but that's your bed. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Um... So what are the kids? He can't do deliver lines. He can't deliver lines for shit. This kid, the kid is just so bad. Like Seth Green is out acting this kid. Uh, I won't. I won't argue with that fact. I think definitely Seth Green is doing a little better. Even with he like, is the like one standout of the whole episode. He's got like one front tooth, and he's still acting this kid out of his fucking mind. Okay, so I agree. The first, so the first prank they pull on uh, Miss Jennifer is uh, a bucket of water, 
And then they, they talk about gravity. Remember, he's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like kids be saying wild stuff though, and they believe each other because it's like, oh, sure, that sounds halfway decent. And like as an adult, you're overhearing them, and like, no, that's not how this works. Not at all. No. And then is the next thing is the next prank the one where they are using a lighter? They to... play hide and seek mm-hmm. and In the closet. Uh, they see Miss Jennifer uh, walk into the hallway closet and they are like so loud, like, there she is. Let's like. We... Well, they, they carry that um, the, uh, like big case. Uh, or like uh, it's like a trunk the trunk yeah did you notice also that was the same color of uh, the way they painted uh, their mom's um, briefcase yeah and did you notice later on that Miss Jennifer is knitting in the same in color same scape? color I, did. I didn't notice right. that you guys what cool things to notice I can't believe I missed it Jim and I are friends again oh it's it's very obvious and I wonder what the significance is or if they had other references that I just think it was just cut but they one of the things mm. we neglected to mention is that these uh, two kids, you know, causing their, causing their mom a bunch of grief is that they paint half of her briefcase with a bunch of, like, uh, colors, like a bunch of, like, acrylic paints, and it's the same thing that's on the trunk. It's the same thing that Miss Jennifer uh, knits or crochets or whatever later. Good. Hi, boys. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it's the same color uh, on all that whole thing, so which is really fun, like, kind of, like, full coming around kind of thing, but... Um, what, do you guys want to talk about horny toads? So wait, wait, just real quick. The, so the prank is they they lock. <laughs> I'm talking they, about these horny toads. <laughs> that's what we they call get ourselves. locked. They, get, they 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 think they locked her in a closet and then they block. They like put like a blockade like on the other side of the door so uh, Miss Jennifer can't get out. And then they start lighting a piece of paper and fanning the smoke under the door. I had friends who did this to a kid in high school. Did he survive? But it was weed, so it was fine. Oh, that's awesome. I'm sure he probably is much so more was, successful. Right? And he's probably got kids and multiple better things than me. As this a, is a very weed-friendly podcast. We are very weed-friendly. Coming to you from California. That's right. Um, but, they, but they did lock a kid in the closet. But And this is kind of <laughs> what they're trying to go for. And, and this is a little switcheroo action. That's which right. Which I think is kind of cool. And, and we're never ever actually sure what... Um, what her power is, as far as like how she can do this. Well, I mean, she like, what are Mary like, Poppins' powers? How can she do what she does? It's like some weird juju. Yeah, like bitches be magical, they be magical. Don't question it. Just no, accept it. Appreciate no, no, no. it. And that's that's my point. It's just saying like, there's it, and, and I'm totally fine with that. It's it's uh, it's a matter of like, I mean, just very interesting how she can just boom. Get them, and I love that too. These kids are too shit. Seth Green's a fucking piece of shit in this. Yeah, well, you know what? No, no, no. no. Honestly, guys, I want to give you an. I want to present an alternate viewpoint. This is a child of divorce. Okay, his dad obviously does not want to be with him. Otherwise, he'd be living up on the hill with him. Okay, his mama is working. Take a drink. Okay, yeah, drink it, boy. Um, Mama is working. She is busy. Okay, they can't get a steady babysitter. There's no attachment issues. Okay, I'm sorry, but from a, a therapeutic psychological standpoint, like these are children that. They need extra support and love, and there's a reason why they're acting out. And I believe the reason why they're working, acting out is because they have very big feelings that are not being listened to. 
All right, listeners. So you uh, hear, heard it here. Uh, Miss Curie says that uh, the actions taken by these boys are completely warranted. <laughs> I did not say <laughs> that's warranted. what she said. I said they are informed by said. their feelings. They're not bad. They just have big feelings and they don't know what to do with them. Miss Curie loves kids, hates Jamaicans. All right. We so I love Jamaicans. <laughs> that's rude. It's being facetious. Um, She's a very lovely person. So, yeah. Uh, Miss Jennifer is locked in a closet. They blow the smoke in there. And then all of a sudden, the kids find themselves locked in the closet. And uh, Miss Jennifer is like, that's right. If you play pranks on Miss Jennifer, sometimes things get all switched around and sometimes loop-de-loop. They get, get duppied up, if you know what I'm saying. That's right. Um, Miss, uh, well. And by the way, drink, Miss Jennifer. First. The horny toads. Mm, mm, oh, mm, the mm. horny toads. I already brought them yeah. up. I know, but what happens with those bad boys? Um, also, uh, did, did you guys, uh, did you guys, how do I phrase this? Um, did, there was a scene like, during this, the smoking, um, thing, like, he's like, oh, your, your glasses got fogged up. Uh, yeah. And he's like, oh, I, like, you just didn't realize it, like. That's just like a, a a smoke and mirrors kind of thing. Like yeah, the whole time um, Seth Green's uh, character is trying to convince his brother that all the suspicious behavior that and ma- magical occurrences are normal. And they had a lighter, by the way, which is really cool at that age. <laughs> Remember getting like like access to some sort of fire starter? That was pretty cool back then. I used to build like little like cities out of like like little like note cards and then burn them to the ground. No way. It was so rad. I I used to take little note cards and write my name and number on it and distribute them for babysitting jobs. That's what I would do with them. As a child? Yeah. I mean, like, I was, like, 12 or so, but, like, yeah, I'm some burning things. Cheese and crackers. Oh, yeah. You had feelings, huh? You needed to. I know, right? That's what I'm saying. When children act out this way, they had feelings. They have feelings. Do you think friend of the podcast, uh, Jenny, is just... Losing it with uh, with our guests, with their voice? Probably. I mean, like, I don't know what's how... Up, hey, what's up, Jenny? Uh, I hope you listened to this episode, not the last one. That was a really embarrassing story I told. I'm sorry. Um, we had a fun night drinking for your birthday a few years back. That's right. You know a uh, friend of the podcast, Jenny. Mm-hmm. Actually, I talked to her last night. She says she wants to come on. The pod? That's right. Wow. That's right. It's going to happen. And she is pregnant, right? No. I'm joking. She was. Of course. Come on now. It stops after nine minutes. Um, um, so, so the next little bit. Okay, so just real quick. She, uh, the boys release horny toads in the living room, thinking that it's going to shock the shit out of Miss Jennifer, and she does another little switcheroo, and then all of a sudden, these little tiny horny toads have transformed into giant iguanas and monitor lizards. Yeah, and those somehow scare them. Yeah, but I also, right before that too, um, they're uh, they're talking about like. No babysitter has ever made it out here alive. Yeah, they and I'm take... like, uh, actually, in this episode, we've seen two of them go out. We've seen young blonde and old broad. <laughs> old broad was taken to the hospital. We don't know what happened to they, her. Transport, b- b- but she made it out of there alive. I like to mm. think she died. <laughs> 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 All right, she did. I actually looked it up. <laughs> you know, did anyone else appreciate um, the way that he said she's not creepy, she's crazy? But do like you, the way he said it was both creepy and crazy. Right? I loved. Okay, so I laughed at three po- parts in this episode. The first part I laughed 
when uh, Miss Abbott was taken out of the hospital, like she's like has stomach issues, and then she's taken out in a gurney by the uh, EMTs, and she's like, "I'm gonna see your ass." The next part was when um, the younger brother was like, "Don't you understand? She like pulled some magic," and then like Seth Green just goes, "Shut up." <laughs> It's, it was great. It's fucking great. No, it, it, oh, baby Seth Green, drink. Yep, take a drink. Mm-hmm. Take a drink. Mm-hmm. So this is where we. Uh, I'm sorry. Hearing. I love the shit out of baby Seth Green. We uh, we get our first mention of a duppy. Is it a duppy or is it a guppy? It's a duppy. So I thought it was a guppy because the little one says something about fish, which fish means guppy, right? So I wasn't sure if it was a D or a G because of her accent. I thought it was a D just because I feel like a guppy is already a well-known thing, but I feel like a duppy is an unknown thing. You guys, maybe I I should get my hearing checked because remember when I thought it was duff earlier and y'all thought it was guff and now I'm thinking it's gup and it's duff? Guff? I thought it was duppy. I thought it was duppy. I think I might need to get my ears checked. Yeah. This duppy. They have a great uh, closed caption. They also, the so website. it's very, <laughs> in, they're like playing with the uh, color pencils, which I thought was pretty cool. I used to love them when I was a kid. Now you hate them? Yeah, I hate them as an adult. <laughs> I mean, I was good with them anyway, so why not? But, um, so a duppy, as explained. Okay, by- this whole episode, though, at the very end, it's her, the our, our Miss Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Why are we talking about the end? Yeah, I'm still talking about the guppy part. Duppy. Okay. Duppy. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys noticed, but during the duppy, the lighting changed, and all of a sudden she's like bathed in like a red light. Yes, I I really appreciated that. I like, did. So it was a very nice touch. Uh, so Miss Jennifer starts uh, recounting uh, what a duppy is, and she basically says that uh, a duppy is a spirit. Uh, once a person dies, that doesn't go to heaven or hell, and uh, just. Uh, ends up hiding in little boys' closets and under their bed and uh, tries to, uh, I guess... Where do you think that island is? Jamaica. You think it's Jamaica? I think so, just because, like, Rastafarian, you know, that's her... The things that she's been saying leads me to believe that that's... See, in my head, I was kind of just like a Caribbean type, Yeah, you know? Yeah, I couldn't be like... I thought there was a lot. Yeah. Anyway. That's fair. Um, So... Basically, she establishes a duppy, and the whole time she's telling a story, it's like uh, the characters are bathed in this red light. And then as she kind of wraps up her story, like the blue kind of gets filled in a little bit more and the red subsides. And it's done really actually well because like the whole time you're kind of like on this little journey and then they kind of bring it back uh, into the present. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, okay, so that's the story. And then she gets up and they uh, like... Well, well, why don't we just make a fat joke about this lady? And there's like this big indentation in the bed, and then she gets off, and it's like boom, like it goes back into shape. And it's like, come on, guys, like you're already giving her a hard time. You gotta go uh, make a fat joke on top of that. Again, the deepest hurts. No, good point. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Uh, I don't know. Was this? So- uh, we'll talk about this actually at our um, our ratings. I would like to talk about Baby Seth Green and how he pulls off this beret in the next scene. Okay, so so real quick, um, we get a little tiny scene that really doesn't ever pay off or have anything happen where uh, Miss Jennifer coaxes a fish fillet out of a pan. Do you remember this, you guys? Yeah. And yeah. It, she's just like kind of was like 
waving it towards her, and it comes out, and you're just like, okay, there's another little magic moment. But the next scene is what you're talking about, which the has... The Seth Green and Poindexter scenes drive me absolutely <laughs> ballistic. I fucking hate... <laughs> this, I hate this shit. Okay, Honestly, y'all, drink third again, because you know I was squealing. That beret is so cute. This is the third it's part so, that it, made me it, laugh. He's like, is your, do you have your beret? Yeah. Uh, do you have your fucking shooter gun? Yeah. Uh, it's so fucking cringy. I hated it. I loved this part. I mean, like, like, it's so funny. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Did, did mean no, no. I just meant that, like, it just, to me, like, it's fun as far as um, someone who likes watching some someone that thinks shit is shitty, but it just hurt me as someone who enjoys this kind of art. Like, it was garbage. So I really, so what I found amusing was, like, the kid was like, okay, so Seth Green is talking to his younger brother, and his younger brother's, he, like, Seth Green's like, hey, where's that, you know, machine gun? And the kid's like, sorry, I fell off my bike and I broke it. And he goes, I'll do with your insubordination later. And I thought that was so the fucking way he, funny. The way he nailed that line, right? I it made me see, laugh. Like, of course this man has had a career for decades to come, right? He was fine. The fucking other kid was garbage, though. He's no, such a hater. He wasn't right that after, bad. Well, once the kid responds, like, there's this scene where you can tell that both the kids are trying not to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so fun okay. to watch. I really enjoyed that part. But you guys, like, okay, so I agree with both of you in that, like, I enjoyed it. And it was also, like, you know, creepy and uncomfortable to see him dressed and acting like such. But it kind of also made me feel like when he grows up, like, that's the exact type of little boy that grows up and bees the type of man, excuse me, becomes the type of man that person. storms, <laughs> person, that storms our Capitol building. You know what I mean? And tries to usurp democracy. Like, he's like, no, no, listen to me. Listen, okay. So he's wearing the outfit. Wrong podcast. He's dressed up. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. He's dressed up, okay? Okay? He's got conduct scary. disorder. He's delusional. It's scary. He just took a Then I don't care. You can edit this out if you want, but I'm just saying I felt some serious correlations between him and his future trajectory. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I think he's okay. He's fine. Um, so the kids wearing war paint, dressed as like uh, soldiers, they go into the other room. Is she cooking sausage with magic? Where? When there's the scene where uh, they're in the bedroom. Um, it's right before it's the very very end. It's in, and it shows uh, her cooking a sausage on a pan, and she's not touching with like a. Like that's a, what I was talking about, where she coaxes a fish fillet out of the pan. It's not a fish fillet. That's a, that, that's a pan of sausage. She's just fucking. Miss oh Carrie, tiebreaker. All right, no comment from our Fuck. tiebreaker. So we'll just have to agree to disagree. All right, all right. So then and it ends with uh, the boys go in the other room. Boys go in their room, and we see a bunch of Native Americans. There's a very weird scene where people are shooting arrows all over the place. Yes. So what I thought was weird was that earlier in the episode, um, I think after the first or second babysitter gets her comeuppance, uh, that the boys are dressed as Native Americans and they're wearing like face paint and headdresses and stuff like that. I really felt like it would be better suited if they were wearing that stuff now mm -hmm. and wearing soldier stuff then. That way they're dressed as uh, Native Americans and all of a sudden real life Native Americans show up. This is basically like the same scene in Weird Science where a bunch of like bikers come in and wreck the whole house. But they're Native Americans. They start shooting arrows at everything and like going crazy. 
and they decide uh, that they want to take these two little boys and tie them to to stakes and burn them alive. Mm. That's basically what happens. They start chasing little boys. Little boys go into the bedroom, open their closet, and we see a duppy. This is wild. This is a practical effects like puppet or something like that, which is like a weird character. Uh, Miss Curie, I, th- I know you've seen the movie, um, the ginger dead boy or ginger dead man. It's like a weird can, puppet. Can you be our first uh, rating? We're not done with the episode quite yet. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, the Native Americans are torturing the boys and they look to Miss Jennifer and she's like, listen, all right, so uh, you guys are just letting your imaginations run wild. And then it cuts away, and the next part that we see is when mom gets home. The mom comes home, and instead of finding chaos and, uh, you know, uh, arrowheads and stuff all over the house, she finds two well-behaved boys drawing and hanging out with well, Miss yeah, Jennifer. she has no reaction. Yeah, and they are on good terms with Miss Jennifer, unlike every other babysitter. Um, and uh, She can't wait. Oh, my God. Imagine if this was, again, reversed. Like, she's like... Both you boys, come up here and kiss me on the cheeks. Yeah. So uh, everyone's uh, so mom's surprised that uh, Miss Jennifer's got everything together, and Miss Jennifer's like, "Oh yeah, it was no problem." And then she starts singing this other song that would have perplexed me as a child, where she's saying, "I and I are one." And again, oh. "I and I" is a Rastafarian thing yeah. where you're talking about you're like, and and she does it right there. She's like having the kids like color all these like things in. And I love how she just starts singing. Like, I never, ever in my entire life, as someone who has babysat and been babysat for, like, just had some random person sit there and just, like, start singing like they're a song. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so this is 1985. People are not... In 1985, I don't really feel like there's hardly anybody, like, really depicting, like, what it's like to be a Rastafarian person that's, like, grounded and, like kind of realistic and i just feel like a lot of viewers would be like i don't know what this person's singing about for the second time of this episode and like the thing they're singing is the same reframe over and over and over again so miss jennifer walks out the door singing this song and as she walks out the boys and their mom are watching her walk down the driveway and then she disappears she evaporates yeah some mary poppins shit but what i'm wondering is did the family see this or is this like left to the viewer to understand? Did she really disappear, or did she just kind of like go off onto further like babysit other kids who were out of control? Like, see that wonder that you were left with, John? That was purposeful. Like, Stephen did that on purpose. He by left wonder, you with I that think wonder. you mean confusion. I think this is this a total <laughs> bullshit any other story. Name. All right, I loved this. Mm. So, well, I, mean, that's, I think that's going to kind of wrap it up for what happened, and. Uh, for those regular listeners, shorties and spookies out there, we love you. Uh, we like to rate these episodes. Rate them. Rate? Rate. R-A-T-E. Oh, okay, yeah. Even and my ears can hear that. We like to rate them <laughs> on a scale of uh, zero to ten creepy crawlers. Zero being the worst. And ten being? Ten being the best. Awesome. Let's, so, uh, let's go with our guest for... Well, let's do okay, this. Wait, never mind. You're doing something. I can see you're doing something different. No, we're doing the same thing we always do. We're going to do our creepy crawlers. Come on now. So when I reflected upon my score, um, I thought about 
First, the joy that baby Seth Green gave me. And if I had any more wine in my glass, I'd be drinking. So viewers, please partake for me. Baby Seth Green, solid 10 right there. Story, I loved him, I don't care. Storyline, mm, seven, no more than an eight. Um, oh, oh, the, the way that it lives on, right? So that it, it exists still. I did feel like it was a little stereotypical. I didn't really care for, you know, like, like the... Um, um, stereotypes of like island people. I didn't care for the stereotypes of the Native Americans, right? So there were certain things that made it very evident this is in the 80s beyond the fashion and the colors. Didn't jive on those things so much. So because of those things, even though it had baby Seth Green, which was a solid 10, I give it a seven and a half. What Real quick, sorry. Okay, you, you go. Oh, I was going to say, um, one of the things we, would, we often rate is, um, would you show this to someone who... I actually thought about showing this to people until it came to the Native American scene. And as soon as it came to that scene, I was like, shoot, I can't show this to like kids I know now because it's too stereotypical and I can't encourage that sort of behavior. Mm. But up until then, I totally would have shown it to them. Us so, white guys, we can just throw that shit out there. Yeah. Actually, I, I was curious because uh, you were talking about, um, you know, negative stereotype uh, depiction. I was under the impression you were talking about Miss um, Jennifer. You're talking about the Native Americans. Both of them were very stereotypical of like what the mainstream culture believes that those cultures look like. True, but I feel like that a lot of the stereotypes for Native Americans or indigenous people or whatever you want to call them, I feel like those things were perpetuated for such a long time through cowboys mm -hmm. and Indians and all this mm -hmm. other stuff. And Sports teams even named after them, correct, yeah. Sure, mm -hmm. but I feel that Possibly in 1985, there were not that many stereotypes for a lot of Rastafarian people at that time. Yeah, I You know, John, I can't very... speak to that because unlike you, I was not born yet. All right, get it. I'm old. Mm. What I'm trying to say is uh, I'm, I'm wondering if these things were actually stereotypes at the time or later led to stereotypes. Um, but again, I don't know. I wasn't sure what you were getting at. You're talking about both. I am talking about both, yes. So I think that because of those issues, it's problematic in its perpetuity. But it's it's good. It's, but it's you, decent. It's entertaining. I enjoyed it. You don't feel that that was were uh, deliberately done? No, in, in I think the time was matter. was senseless, and also it was not being informed by people of color. Obviously, it was being I'm sure completely produced and done by people of the mainstream culture, and so, it looks like that. So real quick, so you are deducting points because of something that may not have been done intentionally. I am deducting points because of reasons why I cannot show it to the children now. Got it, okay. So because it doesn't quite stand the test of time, mm -hmm. you have to dock at some points. Right. Got it, okay, that's fair. Um, but maybe Seth Green. All right. Again, I have no more wine in my glass. Just but. real quick, uh, what if uh, baby Seth Green wasn't in it, what do you think you would have given it? Well, we wouldn't have picked it for this episode. We wouldn't be talking about Would it right now. Would that have been a couple of points off? He is the whole reason why we are watching it right now. Yes. Fair. Okay. Uh, Tommy O. Um, I'll let you uh, give your ratings first. It's funny. Until you just said that, I realized I had not given any thought to this at all. So let me think. Muse um, it out loud. What you feel? What you think? Um, the premise of having a babysitter with magic powers um, you know, we do a lot of, uh, shows on this, uh, podcast where we talk about things that are short and spooky. This one wasn't necessarily spooky, but again, we're doing amazing stories, which, uh, that's not really what they do. They do the fantastical kind of larger than life, uh, fables. And this one was that, um, I liked that 
the two kids were very charismatic and kind of kept this episode afloat for me. Uh, Miss Jennifer didn't do a whole lot. I felt like mm. she played her role well, but I think that you know perhaps a different actress might have been able to elevate it to something else that would have uh, made it really cool. Um, there was character growth. Like the kids start off bad, they became good. They realized, uh, you know, that uh, it's not all about what they want. I love that there's a duppy in it. I like the special effects, which is really interesting. Like for something that's not necessarily known for horror or whatever, to have a completely made up character that's like done with like practical puppet effects mm -hmm. was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, I don't know. I, I watched it and I enjoyed it, but like it didn't blow me away. I would show it to somebody though. I would show it to someone. I so guess, it hits that point five at least. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna give it a. I'll give it a six point five. Is that with a minus? Uh, no, 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 no. I will give it a six point five. But as we've been doing lately, we have a add or subtract for the sideburn bonus. Well, I was gonna talk I about. I might be introducing a new point <gasps> system. Then why didn't you go first? There might be a new uh, 90s haircut, Seth Green-style haircut, mm. 0.5. I'm not going to do it, though. I was just going to say, so we've discussed... I got another one in the in the making. You, I know you give me a hard time about this, and I just paid you 75 bucks and all this shit, <laughs> this bullshit, but... You know, I you think you don't think I do much, but I, I have things in the works. Iceman coming for you. No, I've heard this before. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I just paid you money. <laughs> I love that. Every time he memos me too, Thomas always like, did you check your memo? Did you check your memo? Like, no, fool, I don't care. Go fuck yourself. It's not a generous act if no one knows about it. True that. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so yeah, since I would give it a 6.5, but I have to deduct 0. .250 because there's no awesome sideburns in this episode. Mm. Yeah, there was, there was, yeah. Well, it's 2, 0.25. You said 0. .250, and you made that very clear. Well, when I, .250, yeah, of course. Three places. Yes. You made it very clear that when I said .25, that was incorrect. So it's .250, the, leaving us with a score of 6.250. And All that's right. going to be my final score. Well, that's an okay score. Yeah. So our scores are a go around, yes. Hey, doesn't matter. Why don't you just make what you your got, score, Tommy bro? Boy? No, I want to. I, I just. No, we already gave you ours. Now what's yours? Tommy's looking on his computer like, for something. You don't I need. Have to you, don't, you don't need our information I'm to come looking up with at your emails score. Emails of things that people sent to us. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you hear that, save people? That. Not engaged in what he's doing. God. All right. So, um, all right. So uh, here are my creepy crawlers. Um, very simple kind of, um, this is a straightforward, um, episode. It's, this is like, you know, as all the other ones are, um, it's designed for kids. I think this one's kind of cartoonish. Um, the characters are dumb and kiddish. And if this was an adult watching it, you would kind of be like, eh, whatever kind of feeling. Um, it's great to see, uh, the boys have their pranks, uh, kind of fall through. You know, they, they keep trying and trying to have these pranks go through. I mean, after the first two idiots um, get weeded out, I love how they it's, all their shit fucking gets fucked. <laughs> um, uh, the, younger, the younger brother has a, an acting power of a, I would say, a bag of dicks rolling down a hill in the rain. 
Um, would I show this to a friend? Yes. Uh, but no sideburns. So that's a big derailment for me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say if without if there had been some good sideburns, this would have probably been a six and a half. I'm gonna go with a, a it's a straight six. I would show this to someone else because of Seth Green alone. I know, right? Baby but, Seth Green. But, but that that's it. I don't I don't feel like this was So you're saying you would have given it six point five, but you're deducting five for the, 0.5. Uh, yeah, so you're, for there's no sideburns. Okay, so you're deducting twice the amount we normally do. Is it 0.25 or 0.5? That's what was just established. 0.250. Oh. Well, you know, I'm giving double down because there's two little shit. You know what? Kids. It can be whatever you want. Yeah, it's yeah. My, it's, I'm, the one who, I'm the one who created it. I wouldn't it. have included it in my score. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the one who created it. So, you know, I'm the creative uh drive behind this uh, yeah. podcast tell I'm, the him, one who, I'm the one who pays for everything so <laughs> um i don't i don't feel bad you know making these statements <laughs> uh-huh so yeah I, I i will say this will be a um 6.5 um that's okay so interesting it, it got bumped up because <laughs> it got bumped up it got bumped it's up it got, bumped, it got bumped up because I actually dot, dot, dot. I did enjoy Seth Green. Even though he had like one tooth on one side of his head. Um, You're gonna hold so that I got a question for you. No, no, I got a question for you, okay? So <laughs> admittedly, baby Seth Green killed it. Adored him. Adored the socks out of that little kid, okay? Bo- bo- However, wait, hold on, hold on. Do you think that perhaps the actor who played his little brother didn't shine as brightly because he was next to baby Seth Green? Shining so damn bright. Mm, no, not at all. Maybe he was actually His like a pretty above story. average kid actor. Scary. You know who I thought him? I love your insights, but we don't ridicule each other's scores. You know I who? wasn't ridiculing. I was just asking. Scrutinizing. You know, wow. I, I thought he was the kid from Boy Meets World, like the, the nerdy guy. Minkus. Minkus. I thought he was Minkus. He had no, the, Minkus he had the is Minkus from the Torkelsons. Huh? The Torkelsons. I don't know what those words are that you just said. Oh, that's where Minkus is from. All right. Well, uh, we uh, want to thank everybody for listening. Happy 100th episode. This is our, yeah, our 100th episode. Um, well, wait, hold on, guys. It is the 100th episode. So I want to ask you guys, like, what have you learned? What have you gained? What what has come to you? Um, John, and I, Tom, Tom John is, and I are enemies again. Tom, Stop. No, no, no. In all sincerity, I'll in tell all you right sincerity. now. Yes, John, please. Doing this podcast on a almost weekly basis with Tom. I feel like I have learned more about him than I know about a lot of people in my life. And it has made us, I think, better friends as a result. I hate this. Cállate la boca, pendejo. Oh, seriously. I think we've both come through a lot of things that we've been dealing with in our personal life. While doing this episode, we've been doing it when we have good times or bad times. And I think that it's a really positive thing for us to be doing together and working on. And uh, I always look forward to it. I think, um, to piggyback on what you said, I think, um, on my side of it, at least, a big thing that has developed between uh, the two of us, and I actually was talking about this earlier, um, about how we went through a long time between jobs when we worked together, how we didn't really speak that much. Mm -hmm. You know, you were in, like, a very, very serious relationship and doing, uh, working in a different place, and I was in a very serious relationship or getting out of one and uh, in a different place, and it it really meant a lot to me when you 
when you reached out to me um, after we had ran into each other when you had covered for me at like a, like a job or something like that. Um, and a couple months later, you you sent me a text being like, "I'm really sorry. I know you're you were going through um, uh, going through a breakup for something you thought was going to be very long term, and that really meant a lot to me. And um, the, the the relationship that we've developed since then, and and doing all this thing has been unbelievable. I, I honestly truly consider you one of my best best friends and um i truly look forward to every single time that we record the people that we work with i was hanging out with two of them uh, just the other day and they spoke so highly of you they were like the one thing i love about john is that he will tell you exactly how, how it is you're not a, you don't you're not someone that like lies and is bull, bullshits or mm -hmm. anything like that and um I just, I always can count on you to be very real, be very honest, and you can be very, not very mean, you can be very... <laughs> you can, that's true. You can be very curmudgeon to me sometimes, but I know it's always coming from a place of love, and I, I, I cannot tell you how much I, I truly love you as a person, as a friend, um, and as something that it just... Going forward, I know the rest of my life. I'm gonna, I'm gonna know you. I'm gonna have you as a friend. And when Tommy Junior. the fourth, whatever it is, uh -huh. is there, but no, but I mean it with all sincerity, John. Look at me. I fucking love you, dude. And I love you too, bro. Like I think about this too. All right, just settle down, Miss Carrie. Uh, getting a lady bone no, over here. No, my uh, heart is so let, let me let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. All right. This has been this, this podcast that you kind of started and and kind of pushed me towards it has been one of the best things that's happened to me in my entire life. It gives me a creative output. You you've got your cartoon that's going to be going blow up on the internet in the world, and I'm so proud of you. And I just want you to know, I love you. And that's it, <laughs> Tommy out. So when you boys look forward to your future on the podcast, right? The different things that you're going to be doing. What are your thoughts, John? About what I'm looking forward to? Yeah. I guess I'm looking forward to keep doing the things that we do because it makes me happy and I love watching this type of stuff. And that's the whole reason I started this podcast is because I watch this really obscure, random shit and I want to talk about it with people that I respect and I think are funny and cool. And, uh, you know, we did 100. I hope we're going to do another 100 more. And even if we don't, we'll still have this record for, you know, for us to listen to when we're fucking 80 years old and be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. So I, 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 I had really that. deep, uh, maybe a year ago, uh, well, definitely more than a year ago, um, I had a deep conversation. I was rolling on Zamali and was telling someone, I'm like, well, even if, like, you know, I have a kid, like, very late in my life, they're still... They're still gonna be able to find like my voice on tape, and listen to my voice. But my my big thing going forward is I would love for us to be able to secure some uh some live recordings once COVID's over. What I want to get I want to get in on on like a live episode. Well, I don't know what you mean. Like live. I want us to be able to get in on some some. Uh, festival where you and I can oh oh can, oh, oh, oh. do, we, do we the actually, podcast for an audience yeah we oh, got we, it. we okay, had a okay, couple of offers okay. right before COVID happened and then it just fell through because of of COVID and all that I don't know if I remember telling you about that but I had yeah I had emails about 
um, than wanting to do is in San Jose. But it was literally like the week before COVID. Like COVID's like, oh God, you guys do a podcast? No, fuck you. Yeah, COVID didn't give a fuck. But no, again, my my hat's off. My beard's coming off for you. Don't take off that beard. It's very Oh, handsome. I'm taking the beard off. No, 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 don't do that. So boys, when you look back, I want to hear, <laughs> give me this. <laughs> this is uh, this is short and spooky. The retrospective. It is the hundredth episode. This is like Suck the end of the dick, season episode. John. Okay, go ahead. So when you look back at your hundred episodes, John, what's like a standpoint? Like, what's a really, what's a moment? What's a memory? What's a point in recording that you carry with you that you'd like to bring us back to? My very first instinct is to say that there is an episode called WGOD with Gary Busey in it. The Buse. And it was an episode... No, 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 no. Not WGOD. That was a great episode, by the way. I think we killed it on that one. But there was an episode called The Legendary... The Legend... The Legendary Billy B. Oh, that's one of the best episodes. That was a hitchhiker episode we did with Kirstie Alley. Oh, and but she was she was the babe. Yeah, before oh, yeah, she was. Oh man, she was. But I think it was the first time when me and Tom truly kind of were able to let go of format and just kind of be in the moment mm. and fucking we had a blast and it's such a great episode. I love that episode. Mm. That one is my first instinct. My second instinct is to say um, "Silence is Gold" in the Freddy's Nightmares, where we came up with our alter egos. And again, we kind of broke out of our, you know, cocoon phase of being kind of nervous and being like, um, uh, I, uh, you know, and taking turns and kind of we're a little bit more, I don't know, emboldened and, and we found our alter egos, Tommy Trash and Johnny Junk. And I feel like that was a, a big step. So those are, I think the two big ones. So it's like going from our, like, you know, starting stages to our middle ground and from our middle ground to our current ground you know what i mean makes sense makes Mm -hmm. sense how about you for you tom oh i mean he knocked it out with the uh with the you know because our whole thing was the which is my idea was the uh the the dj kind of uh, absolutely not true I was the one who created the shock jock kind of. <laughs> Are you kidding me? We have episode, like, I can dig it up and show Listeners, you. Listeners, feel free to double check this and email us. Uh-huh, go ahead. Um, yeah, I created all that stuff. <laughs> so, uh, no, but I, honestly, for me, it was, for a long time, our setup that we had was pretty lackluster and to be, to you know, John was right to give me our time about not upgrading our studio. Um, and then once we upgraded it, it really felt like things were kind of kicking in. And then we we just got into such a we we've come. And again, people might disagree; they might think we're garbage, but we came into such a rhythm. Well, that's been a fun <laughs> little so walk sad. down uh, memory road. Um, well, thank you, boys, so much for having me here on your hundredth episode. Thanks for um, I having us feel over. Feel like it's. Um, I love you, John. Yeah. I love you too. Tom. I feel like I'm part of. Something I'll pay very you special. more next week once I get more taxes. It's but. okay. No, it's not. I've been waiting a while. I can wait a little longer. So, <laughs> listeners, if you would like to share with us maybe some of your favorite moments or maybe some of your favorite memories, um, things that made you chuckle from the last hundred episodes, we would love to hear it. Or Again. just your thoughts about Kiri's sexy voice. Oh, goodness. All right, Miss Jenny, when you get on here. Yeah, Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Hey. Uh, and also, 
What's up, Alamina? What's up, Dads? What's up, everybody? What's up in the uh, Shorty's family? That's right. Um, we love you all, and uh, we'll see you next week for 101. Find that devil.